Welcome to the Married with Picks podcast, season two, episode six, week four. Welcome, Steve. Hello. <laughs> All right. So we'll do a quick recap of last week. So last week, Steve, your best bets were Buffalo, Indy, and Kansas City. So you were one for two. And I only gave one. It was the Chargers. I also recommended a teaser. And Seattle kind of ruined that for me. Um, and then both of our underdogs hit. We had Green Bay and the Chargers. Um, I don't know about the um, bold predictions. Mika Parsons, three sacks. I forgot to look that up. I think he only had a half a sack, but he definitely made his presence felt clearly. Um, and I don't think Winston threw any interceptions last week. Eagles got stomped. Um, all right. So we'll move on to week four. Before we do that, remember we're available anywhere you listen to your podcast. Like us on Facebook, subscribe on YouTube. And I did add a little graphic this past week. Yeah. You like that, that right? That was nice. Yeah. All right. All right. So like. <laughs> I need to get the official subscribe button, but you have to pay for that. All right. Um, and you got to remember to be on the um patrol. Uh, do we want to go over the bets we made last week? I think I. We already did that. The L. Oh, oh, that's right. No, they had, had you and me. So yeah. We so made two bets between me and Steve. We had two bets last week. It was. What was the first one? I forget. I didn't write those down. Uh, the Colts, Tennessee? Yeah. Ten How can I forget? Tennessee. Um, and then the second one was the Chiefs and the Chargers. So I won those. So I'm up two to one last week, or two to nothing last week. So three to one on the season. Chiefs are 0-3 against the spread this year. And they're like 0-14 going back to last year. Uh, but that better. might change this week, but we'll get to that. Clearly the public thinks so, but yeah, let's talk about that later when we get to that game. All right. So interesting. First game on the list is Washington at Atlanta. It opened at minus two and a half in favor of Atlanta. It is minus one and a half in favor of Washington. And it might be a little early in the season to toot my own horn about Atlanta, but I felt like people were giving them way too much credit going into the season. And so far that has held true. Um, so obviously Washington didn't fare too well up in Buffalo last week, but I think this is a, a good spot for them to bounce back. Um, Atlanta can make a lot of teams look good. If you know what I'm saying? So I'm on Washington here. Yeah. I also like Washington here. It's one of my best bets. Um, last week, I didn't like Tyler Henneke going into Buffalo. It was a bad situation, walking right into the Lions den there. And they got romped. That's why I made it my best bet. But I like Washington here because I think he got a little bit of experience. And he goes to Atlanta, a lot softer defense. And I just think Washington's a better football team. So um, 
if you watched the game last week, I mean, I know Washington got blown out, but Josh Allen was just absolutely amazing. I mean, the defense was getting to the quarterback, but he was running out of the pocket <clears throat> on full sprint, hitting guys like 40 yards down the field. So, I mean, he was looking like the MVP so far this season. I think that Washington bounces back this week and gets the win. All right, so we're in agreement on that one. Next game up is Detroit at Chicago. Open at minus five in favor of Chicago. It's down to minus three in favor of Chicago. And I have to say, I'm starting to like Detroit a little bit. I mean, I think they're way better than I expected. I had like zero expectations of them. And they have competed in pretty much every game. Um, especially last week. I mean, they would have won that game against the Ravens if it wasn't for the 66-yard field goal and questionable um, missed delay of game before that. But so, and obviously uh, Chicago last week rolled out Justin Fields for the first time. It wasn't pretty. Um, so do you have any thoughts on this game? Yeah, I like Detroit. And I'm going to tell you why. Well, they're 0-3, right? They started out really, really um, not favorable with the with the record. They should have won last week. They gave up that miracle shot field goal at the end, right? Um, so I think they bounce back from that game. They go into Chicago. Um, they have a quarterback question who's going to start there. Yeah, and apparently right? he hasn't even said who's going to start. Well, he hasn't said. So I did a little bit of a dig in, into it, the situation. And it looks like... He was Dalton was hobbled when he came back uh, Wednesday, but there was a portion of practice today on Friday that was open to the media. And the reports were that what they saw, he looked a lot better and he looked like he was fine. So Nagy, unless something has changed, has said that if Dalton is healthy, he's going to start over Fields. Fields went in last week. He had a horrible game, so there's no reason to really rush him in. I don't think he's ready for it. So if Dalton can go, I think, and it looks like he can based like, can off of- Can you even do that? Like, Can you go back to Dalton at this point? Don't you have to stick with Fields? Um, I don't know. I think basically the, you get gun shy after the way he looked last week. I mean, it wasn't- But was it his all. fault or was it their fault? Um. I feel like it was a bad game plan. There's been a lot of criticism of Nagy as a play caller. And I remember this kind of came up last season and he was debating whether to turn over play calling duties to somebody else. I don't know if he ever did it last year. And there was talk about that again. Well, that's why I put Dalton back in if I'm Nagy, because you don't want to start. If he's not prepared, you don't want to put make the quarterback change and put the rookie in right now. I could definitely see him. Listen, I could see him going Dalton. I feel like Dalton's going to start this game from what I read from what I read today in the research I did. However, if he doesn't start, it's even better. Like I think Fields will will uh, struggle mightily again if he gets in there. So either way, I think you're good. Um, I think Bob Quinn will get Detroit ready to go. Is he going to go zero and four? They, if you've watched Detroit this year, they don't look like an zero and four team. They've had a tough schedule. You know, probably should have won last week. Um, but I don't see Detroit, even though it's a tough place to go into Chicago. This is a division matchup. Um, anything can go. You're going to get three points. I, if Chicago wins, do they win by more than three? Yeah, I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, this line's wrong. You know, it was started at five and it was down to three. So I wouldn't be surprised to see it go under three by kickoff on Sunday at one. Um, but long story short, I'm going with Detroit. Yeah, I mean, it kind of sucks to like pick a game like this, but I, I do have a, a really... <laughs> Good feeling that this is where Detroit finally gets their win. 
And I think they're due. So, all right. We're in agreement on that one. Next game up is Tennessee at New York Jets. Open at minus seven in favor of Tennessee. It's at minus six and a half right now. Um, Now we record this on Friday. So the uh, A.J. Brown and Julio Jones have already been ruled out for the Titans. So they're literally going to be rolling out there with a kid named Nick Westbrook something. I don't know how you say the last, the hyphenated part of that. Uh, Josh Reynolds, who they got from L.A., but apparently don't like very much because he was inactive last week. And Chester Rogers, who has caught a few balls for him so far this season. I assume that the tight end Anthony Ferkser is back, but I know he missed last week. I did not see him when I read about uh, Julio and A.J. Brown. So, I mean, Tennessee's the better team. I mean, that's kind of worrisome that they're not going to have their two top receivers. Jets, I would assume, have a better run defense than um, a pass defense. So if the only player you have to worry about is Derrick Henry, then maybe you can stop Derrick Henry. So I would have taken Tennessee here all day if they had at least one of their top guys. But I'm a little hesitant to do that under the circumstances. Tennessee does not have a good defense. So I think the Jets can maybe get something going in this game. They did score a couple touchdowns week one. They kind of got shut down by the Patriots, which is not surprising. And the same thing with the Denver Broncos. They got completely shut out last week. But I don't think the Tennessee defense has the ability to do that. So this could be the get right spot for the Jets, I guess. What are your thoughts? I mean, 90, 93% of the money from the public is on Tennessee. And I think Tennessee has struggled this year. And if you're going to take the top two wide receivers out, then I think teams have shown that if they really just have to game plan for Derrick Henry, that they can be stopped. It's hard to like the Jets. I'm not, I don't really have a play here, but, uh, you know, I'd be careful on Tennessee. Yeah, it's I, tough. I wouldn't play Tennessee. At it's all. tough. I mean, I would take them all day if they had at least one of those guys. But yeah, I agree. The Jets are horrible, but you know the Jets are playing at home. And Tennessee's defense is so bad. That's the thing. And it could be it's a revenge game narrative for Corey Davis. Yeah, right now that division is looking like it might be the worst in football, at least with the records. What? Right the- with Houston, Jacksonville, Indianapolis. Well, Indy's even zero and three, right? Yeah. So Tennessee's two and one. Looking to run away with it with a win here against the Jets. All right. So sounds a lot of points on the road to say about that for Tennessee, but you know. Yeah. All right. Next game up is Cleveland at Minnesota. <coughs> it is at open at minus two and a half in favor of Cleveland. It's at minus two currently. I mean, Cleveland's always a team I struggle with because I just I don't really know what to make of them. And Minnesota's a team I kind of just hate. I hate Kirk Cousins. Um, Minnesota at home is like a different team than Minnesota on the road. Well, I mean, Kirk Cousins has probably played the best he's played so far this season. Um, Uh, The one thing I will say is that Kevin Stefanski, who is now the coach of Cleveland, uh, came from Minnesota where he spent quite a few years and he was the offensive coordinator right before he left. I do think that does give him a little bit of an advantage. So 
I mean, I don't have a strong take on it, but that kind of leans me towards Cleveland at two. Yeah, something just keeps telling me Minnesota, Minnesota, but it's not a pick for me. I think I was expecting to see a lot more money on Cleveland, at least from the percentage wise of the pub who the public is betting on. Um, and it's only 58% Cleveland, 42% Minnesota. But Minnesota's different at home. Don't really like Minnesota. Like, I don't love them. Um, but you saw last week what they could do for a formidable opponent in Seattle. I'm not sure they were formidable enough. It didn't seem like their defense did anything. Well, clearly, Minnesota won the game. So I will watch out here for a trap road dog or home dog, sorry, Minnesota. But, you know, I hesitate to even play this game because um, Cleveland's that good and I just don't like Minnesota. But Minnesota's probably the play here. All right. Next game up is Indianapolis at Miami. And I'll let you talk about this one first because I don't know if you, Indy and Miami are two teams that you tend to like. Well, you know, Carson Wentz is still questionable, but I expect him to play. Well, he's the same situation as last week, so we assume that he's going to play. Yeah. So Miami doesn't really have a good quarterback situation with Tua out. Um, now, the one thing is um, Jacoby Brissett was the quarterback in Indy last year. Yeah. So even though Frank Reich hasn't been able to whisper to Carson Wentz just yet, I think that he's going to know enough about Brissett to give him an advantage there. I mean, Indy's 0-3 at this point. Are they really that bad? I kind of feel like they're due. Well, I'll tell you what I think about this game. And I'm going to step out from what I normally do. On the podcast, we usually talk about <clears> – <throat> you know, teams and this point spread. But what I'm really looking at is the over-under total in this game. Um, neither of these teams have really scored a ton of points in their matchups this year. And I think with Carson hurting, he could struggle down there in a hot Miami. And Jacoby Brissett, regardless of, you know, how familiar he is with the defensive play calling of Indianapolis. I just don't think he's that good. I think Indy needs a strong showing here. They're 0-3, like you said. I don't really think at the end of the day that they're they're just one of these teams where they have they have some good talent, but the win-loss record is not going to reflect that. But I expect them to get some wins starting soon, and this is definitely a winnable game. Um, so I hesitate to take Colts here just because I've gotten burned by them so far this year. You always uh, do that. But I would take the under. This is an underplay for me. The over-under is 42 and a half. It started at 45, so it's betting down. Um, but I do like the under here. Okay. You, you don't like a side? No, I do. I like Indy. You like Indy? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm you not, always like Indy, and now you don't like Indy. Yeah. I'm just going to... I'm burnt. I'm okay. stepping away. You know, and I said this last week. I said the reason one of the reasons why I'm taking them this week, and I like them when I was wrong against Tennessee is that I didn't want to jump off Carson and the Colts and then they win. So now I'm jumping off. So now you should listen to Jacqueline and take the Colts. Um, I refuse to bet I guess the other, the other thing there is like, I mean, Miami played the Raiders last week. And I think we said on the podcast, if they were going to win, it was going to have to be the defense. And it's kind of the way that the game went and they were in it right up until the end. I think it went to overtime. Yeah. Uh, and they couldn't pull out the victory. So I think that might be a little bit deflating for them um, having to go with Jacoby Brissett. So 
I just think it everything sets up for Indy to get their first win. And as a dog, I'll take them there. So next game up is Carolina at Dallas. It opened at minus five and a half. It's down to minus four and a half in favor of Dallas. Um, there will be no uh, CMC this week. And I'll let you talk first because this is a game that I don't really have like a strong take on. I don't either. I don't they're, both, they're both three and zero against the spread this year. Um, I do. I, I've taken Carolina all year. I do like Carolina here. If you're going to get four and a half points, anything over three points, I think you take Carolina. So Man, I guess I am going to take. I am going to say I would take Carolina. Really? I wouldn't take Dallas here. See, I feel like Dallas has had a, their offenses look pretty good this year. I don't think. Darnold can hang with Dak in that sense. So I think it's going to come down to whether Carolina's defense is good enough to hold back the Dallas offense. And I, I mean, I think that's kind of been their strength in a couple of the games that they played, like the saints game and everything. Um, Don't forget. It's a short week for Dallas coming off Monday night. mm. But down against a big, big giant win against the Eagles. So, you know, is Dallas feeling a little full of themselves because, you know, the narrative on the Cowboys, I don't want to say has changed, but it's been a lot more vocal and a positive attribute to Dallas since that win. So, uh, you know, a lot of times, I mean, they've clearly looked right now like the class of the NFC East and will win that division. We're only week four. So, I could see Dallas getting big heads here. Let maybe a little bit of a letdown. I, I, I mean, honestly, I do see this as like a Dallas win by three points, but four and a half is too much, and that's what the number is right now. So I would take Carolina. Okay, I have no play on this game. So next game up is the New York Giants traveling to New Orleans. It opened at minus six and a half in favor of New Orleans. It's at minus seven. So this is going to be the Saints' first game in the what do they call it? The Metrodome. Superdome. Superdome. I think now um, it's because, like the, the Mercedes-Benz Dome or something. Yeah, because of the hurricane, they were displaced for a few weeks there. So they're finally back at home. They um, have recovered some from, from some of the injuries that they've had. They had the coaching staff with COVID issues. And the Giants are not going to have Darius Slayton or Sterling Shepard, who left the game last week. So I don't, I guess these are two teams. I don't really know. I don't really know what to do with the saints completely with Jameis in there. It's been <laughs> what? Oh, all I can think of is the video of Jameis talking to the reporter about his trainer. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> like I was just, I can't even think straight when I'm thinking of the saints. Cause now I'm thinking of Jameis in that video clip. Like I should do an impression now. Well, is it any worse than when he ate the win and no, that was Tampa bad too. Bay? And that te- that I can't get that out of my head either. I mean, I started to get it out of my head because it's been so long ago. But when he ate the W and was like, "Who wants to eat a W?" It's like, what is wrong with this guy? I mean, he was literally <laughs> sitting on the video. He's like, you know, they're, they're like, you know, you had the run game going. Why do you, you know, is that what you attribute the win to? <laughs> you know what I mean? And and he's just talking about his trainer saying. You know, well, did, would, and did he not remember like the trainer's name? Like, cause it seemed like a little awkward like, the way you referred you to the trainer. He goes, he goes, well, we were just prepared. It's like my trainer said, what did, you what say? did my trainer say? <laughs> he always said, you know, well, be, just be prepared. prepared. <laughs> it's like he was just making the shit up and he couldn't think of anything. So he just went back to being prepared. I don't know. It's crazy. I don't like this game. 
Well, I mean, you don't give anything to the fact that they're going to be back home again. Like, that's probably what, like, tips me in the Saints' favor. I mean, you got to be careful here. Giants are another 0-3 team. Got to get a win at yeah, some point. Yeah, but the Giants suck. They do, but... um, I mean, they couldn't beat the Falcons last week. Do you think they could beat the Saints? Well, when, when you the put Saints. the Saints in, like, a a um position of a big favorite, it, it makes me uncomfortable. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not going to make a pick on it, but I lean toward the Saints. We'll put it that way. Next game up, Kansas City at Philadelphia. It's at minus seven in favor of Kansas City. Kansas City, believe it or not, is one and two on the season. It just seems like strange to say that. And I think you mentioned earlier about their like record against the spread is not very good. But Philadelphia is pretty bad. That was nothing, by the way. That was just me. Oh, I thought you were. I thought you were no. tapping me because I was umming, and I'm like, no, I don't remember doing the, doing the um. No, so then really I just at like, one point during the podcast, I was like sitting back. I thought of the ums like five ten minutes in, and um, I concentrated on it. And you went like three minutes without doing it. So well, there like a couple like awkward pauses is because I'm like that's all I could think of to say. So <laughs> I stopped myself. I'd rather myself. silence than the ums. But anyway, okay. So back to the game. Eagles, uh, Chiefs. Here's what I'll say about it. I mean, the Chiefs, we alluded to the fact that they're, what, 0-14, I think, in their last 14 against the spread. They're 0-3 this year against the spread. 98% of the public's money is on the Chiefs. Take the Eagles. No, we can't. We can't take them. I mean, I don't see how Kansas City loses. Kansas City is 1-2 and two on the season. Getting seven points, they don't have to. They're in a division. They're in a division with the Raiders and the Broncos, who are both three and oh. Like, if I told you that two teams in that division were three and oh after week three, you would have assumed that one of them was the Chiefs. The Chiefs are one and two on the season. They're going to come in here knowing like they have to win, they can't. Let the other team score and then come back to win the game like they seem to want to do. I know the Chiefs are a tough opponent. Last week, they had like four turnovers. But it's gut check time. It's gut check time for, for Andy Reid. It's gut <laughs> check time for the Eagles. They got embarrassed on Monday night. And you're going to get embarrassed again. We'll see. And I, I got I to tone it down because Steve got very upset with me when I started talking crap on the Eagles earlier this week. You don't come talking crap Tuesday morning after a defeat like that. So I, you know, I get very. Let me ask you this: I get so upset. What is? How are the Eagles going to deal with Tyreek Hill? They're going to play their safeties back. They're not going to let them get behind them. I mean, it's going to be very similar to the defense that they probably ran against Atlanta. But you know, if you look at it on paper, I mean, they have a lot more talent. 98% 98% of the, the public is going on one team. You go the other way. Well, I'm not going the other way on that one. It's seven points. You know, you can see it's a late a back door. Yeah. No, I don't see a late back door. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, we'll see. All right. Next game. Houston at Buffalo. It. Open at minus 16 and a half. It's at minus 17 in favor of Buffalo. 
So obviously it's a big line, but the Bills have been putting up big numbers. The last two games, they won 35 to nothing and 43 to 21. And it is um, David. I don't know if his first name is David or Davis, but it's Mills is going to be the quarterback for the Texans again. So, I mean, I think the Bills probably win. I think they could win by 17, but I, I just I can't take any team at that that number. I mean, it's impossible. I don't even know if I can tease it down and take it. I don't like it. It's 17 and a half points. It's too much. Yeah. So I'm not going against And the only Buffalo. other thing I'll mention is that Buffalo plays the Chiefs next week. Look so ahead. they could be look ahead too game. busy looking ahead to that game to worry about the Texans. Yeah, it's so, going to be tough. It's going to be around that number. I mean, it's just too big. I mean, I could see him doing it, but it's too big. Too What's big the to next bet. Game? All right. So the next game up is the Arizona Cardinals at the LA Rams. Open at minus four and a half in favor of LA. It's at minus four. These are two three and O teams. It's a division matchup. My first take on this game was it's obviously two good teams, two good offenses. Take the points and go with the Cardinals. But the more I thought about it, and I think about Sean McVay running down the sideline during the game to congratulate um, Deshaun Jackson on his touchdown. Like, he's having too much fun. He's This is like his dream come true. Matt Stafford chucking the ball down the field the whole game. I don't worry about it being a letdown game after their big win over the uh, Buccaneers. Um, I do worry about the Cardinals. They have some offensive line issues. They had three guys um, out or left the game last week. So we'll see. There was um, a couple of them are back at practice. So we'll have to see how that plays out before Sunday. But it's their right tackle. Calvin Beecham. I can't even read my own handwriting. Right guard, Justin Murray. And left guard, Justin Puig. So that's concerning. Obviously, the Rams have Aaron Donald on their defensive line. Um, they also have Jalen Ramsey in the secondary. Deshaun, uh, not Deshaun, DeAndre Hopkins, I believe, will be back this week. Um, but I'm not sure if he's 100%. So I think overall, I'm a little concerned with the Cardinals' health, and I also think there's a big advantage in the coaching department with um, Sean McVay over Cliff Kingsbury. We should probably at least mention the um, 68-yard field goal that he attempted at the end of the second quarter in the Jacksonville game that got ran back for a touchdown by the Jaguars. Like, just stupid. Like, why would you do that? You don't do that. He did it. So um, I'm going to take the uh, Rams. Steve, your thoughts? I like the other side. Um I just, uh, I like Arizona. I think it's kind of like the Super Bowl or a huge game <clears throat> for the Rams last week beating Tampa. Mm -hmm. So I ex I'm expecting a letdown. I think the Cardinals, you know, struggled a little bit late with uh, Jacksonville last week. 
but I think that they were looking ahead because they were excited. I was like 31-19, right? But I think it was close in the teens and then they kind of pulled away at the end. No, so, they were losing. Yeah, they were. Exactly. Yeah, they were losing. Um, because of poor coaching decisions. Yeah, but I look. I <laughs> Listen, I like Kyler Murray. I think that you'll look at DeAndre Hopkins will probably get taken out by Jalen Ramsey. So what I'm looking at is Christian Kirk to have a big game. Um, he had, last week he had eight targets, seven receptions versus Jacksonville for 104 yards. And um, he was shut out, but he's been shut out of the end zone for the last two weeks. The first week he had two touchdowns against Tennessee. So I'm looking for a big day from him to get back into the end zone. I think things should be opening up um, for him to have a big day since Ramsey will be preoccupied with DeAndre Hopkins. I think um, Arizona, I, the Rams are going to be a popular pick this week exactly because they, they had such a good game last week. Um, but I, this is the position where I think Arizona can get in and steal a win from the Rams. Now, regardless, I really feel like this is a three-point game, a division matchup either way. This is one of those games I really do feel like it's a three-point game. So they could lose the game and still cover, and you're a winner. And I am All right. confident enough. Well, if you'd like to propose it, I'll give you the chance. Okay. Would you like to make this a bet? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I like the All Cardinals. Right. At four. Four. Four's okay. good. All right. Four. Four's good. Okay. Four's good. I mean, I'd take three, four's but I don't good. think you'd give me three. I thought as opposed to four and a half, I saw a four and a half flash down here and I was like, huh? Then I looked back, it opened up four and a half down the okay. floor. All right. All right. Moving on to Seattle versus San Francisco. Seattle's going to be on the road at 4.05 this week. That is um, the second four o'clock game that we're going to talk about. It opened at three and a half, San Francisco, a home favorite, down to three. It's probably the right line. I don't really have... Um, a big dog in this one. What's San Francisco's record? Uh, San Francisco is. The, Are they two and they're one? They're two and one because they lost their first game to Green Bay last week. Mm-hmm. Um, Seattle is one and two. Also lost last week. Yeah, but they're one and two. They lost the last two weeks. Yeah. So do they keep pace? All right. So the, over the since Kyle Shanahan took over the 49ers. They the Seattle Seahawks are six and two against them. So Seattle's won six out of eight times. Um, Seahawks, like I said, they're one and two on the season. So I think they definitely need this win. I worry a little bit about their defense because they didn't do much to stop Kirk Cousins last week. But I mean, Jimmy G hasn't really lit the world on fire. Um, so. I am going to, and this hurt me last week because I had a lot of parlays in with Seattle in it. I would have won a lot of money if they'd won. But I'm going to go back to the well, and I'm going to go with Seattle. All right. you have any take on this? No. Like I said, I'm not, I don't have a dog in this fight. Okay. Next game, 425, Baltimore at Denver. Baltimore's on the road. Um, they opened up as a favorite, and it's been bet down to a pick. Baltimore still a one-point favorite in some places that I see. Technically, Denver could be a home dog. What do you think on this one? 
I like Denver. I don't really have a lot of justification for it. I just feel like the Ravens are overrated. I mean, they got like it really uh, Detroit was able to compete with them last week. I mean, other than the win against the Chiefs, that's the only game. They had that huge emotional win last week. And, you know, usually when that happens and you feel like it's a game you probably shouldn't have won, it's a big letdown the next week. You kind of fall on your face. I've seen it happen a lot of times. Not a guarantee, but I'm right there with you. I like Denver. So, I mean, they got to go to Denver. And the altitude, let's hope it doesn't come down to a 66-yard The, uh, the field altitude goal. is real, right? I mean, it's tough to breathe there. And now you have Baltimore, <laughs> who's a running first team. That's And when they do throw the ball, it's big plays right down the field. So there's a lot of running that they're going to have to do in that high altitude. So I look for them to struggle there. Yeah, I like Denver. I mean, I think Denver's Denver has playing a, well for, you know? a good defense. Teddy Bridgewater is managing the games very well. He's not throwing interceptions. The the Ravens have had their share. I mean, Lamar's this is a good spot. Denver's getting them in. I'm yeah. surprised that I you like this. Denver. Yeah, I do like Denver. Yeah, I do. I like Denver. Uh, actually, it's one of my best bets. Oh, okay. All right. So next game up is Pittsburgh at Green Bay. It's at minus six and a half in favor of Green Bay. And this is a game I don't my. I had some concerns about Aaron Rodgers. Like, where was his head at? I think last week he kind of, like, established maybe it's the same Aaron Rodgers doing Aaron Rodgers things. Pittsburgh has looked terrible. They won the first game against Buffalo, and then it's just been kind of brutal the last couple weeks. Um, They will get Deontay Johnson back, and TJ Watt did not play last week. He is expected back this week, although at this point last week he was expected to play too. So we'll see how that plays out. So, I mean, just kind of based on like recent history, my lean would be Green Bay, but this just feels like wrong. Like, I don't know if the Steelers are going to go one and three on the season. So I kind of feel like maybe this could be a game that Pittsburgh wins or at least, you know, Green Bay doesn't blow them out. What are your thoughts? I don't have a lot of thoughts on this one. So I wouldn't touch it. I wouldn't touch it either. And we'll see what happens. All right. So the next game is the Sunday night game. It is the return. Did you see the promo? The return, the promo was pretty cool. I liked it. I didn't see it yet still. You didn't watch it yet? Uh, I watched it like six times. So that was pretty cool. It's kind of genius, like whoever came up with it. Anyway, so this is... Tom Brady's return to Foxborough open at minus five and a half. It's up to minus seven in favor of Tampa Bay. Uh, Gronkowski is doubtful for this game, which kind of confuses me because he, he got hurt. He came back in the game. How can he be doubtful? Uh, um, do you think it's like, like a ploy? Huh? Uh, no. Okay. I have no idea. Um. So, This is the game that my initial take would be Tampa Bay all day, right? Minus seven, touchdown, easy enough. But this is the primetime game. All of the money is on Tampa Bay. So it has me worried. I don't see how it happens that Bill Belichick is able to compete in this game. But I feel like it could happen. So I'm not going to touch it. I probably a good i mean i definitely think tampa bay wins so it's probably a good play for a teaser and that's what i'm gonna do with it i like new england 
I'm going to take them straight with a touchdown at home. Um, I think Belichick can't afford to be blown out here. And I don't really think Tom's going to look to get too crazy in front of the fans that have adored him throughout the, his career. I mean, who knows? He could go out there and be an assassin and put 50 But Tom up. Brady wants to win. Tom Brady always wants oh, to win. He definitely wants to win. He wants to win this week after losing to the Rams last week. If they get up, are they going to put their foot on the throat of Belichick? You know, I don't see that happening. Um, but I don't think. Well, I don't know. Like Tom. I mean, Belichick. Here's the deal. Belichick has been clowned through this whole process. Brady went and won the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. He, I think you're going to get his very best effort, and who would know how to defend Tom Brady better than the guy who coached yeah, him? Yeah, but I mean, you can know what his weaknesses are, but you have to have the personnel to accomplish Execute. it. Absolutely. And I don't think that they do. And you also have to have the ability to move the ball on offense against Tampa Bay, which they're. Weakness is in the secondary, and Mac Jones is not going to be airing it out down the field. It, it pains me to do it because I should be jumping all over Tampa because I've been all about the Tom Brady to Tampa move since day one last year. But I really am flipping on this game. It's not that I love New England, that they've wowed me. I just think that he's going to be prepared. Belichick will have this team prepared, and somehow um, they're going to pull out a miracle here. I just don't know how. I mean, he's going to have to bust out like trick plays and all kinds of that kind of thing. And then that just means that like it did matter to him. I mean, I think they have the defense that they can, you know, and they can strategize to keep Tom under wraps. Tom has not had a clunker yet. I mean, he's looked really good, but I think you got to watch out for Belichick. He's pretty crafty here in this situation, especially playing at home in front of the fans at eight o'clock on Sunday night. It's going to be an interesting one. I can't wait to watch it. It's going to be good. I know you got broke your jersey out. Oh, yeah. Tom yeah, so Brady. I don't know. I mean, I wanted to play Tampa Bay all day, but the fact that all the money's on Tampa Bay scares me to death. It's the same thing with the Rams right? last week. Who won that game? Yeah. All right. Last game up is Las Vegas Raiders at the Chargers. It's at minus three and a half in favor of the Chargers. I don't really have much to say about this game. It's a division game. I assume it should be like a bit of a shootout type game. Um, I guess that personally, I'm still waiting to see like the Vegas letdown, but I'm waiting for, I don't know if it's going to happen. So my take would be to take the points and take the Raiders, but I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to touch it. Yeah. I don't, I'm not a big fan of this game. I don't really know what's going to happen here. Um, I think it could be a letdown for the Chargers, but you never know. It's a division game. It's it's tough on the play. We'll see what happens Monday, but as of now on Friday night, I don't I don't like the game. All right. So that does it for the schedule. Steve, what are your best bets? I like Washington. I like Detroit, and I like Denver. Denver's probably my best bet playing. Um, I mean, I really like all three equally. I would say I also throw in the under. Um, as a best bet in the Colts-Dolphins game. How about right. you? Well, my best bets for Washington and Kansas City. And then I have my underdogs are Detroit and Indy. My underdog is also Detroit. Um, and I'm and also... Like New England. I'm going to take a lot of these teams that are the seven-point favorites and put them in a teaser. So Kansas City, Tampa Bay, maybe New Orleans. I don't even know if you can put Buffalo in there. Um, the Rams for sure. And, uh, yeah, 
I did not do a bold prediction this week. I don't know if you did. Um, I think that uh, Christian Kirk is, well, he's got 100 yards and a touchdown. That's my bold prediction. Okay. All right. That'll do it for us. Remember, um, we're available anywhere you listen to your podcast. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe on YouTube. Peace out. Wildcat. Wildcat.